Welcome to the Spirituality of Strength Training with your host, Anna Willard. This podcast is dedicated to bring you knowledge, wisdom, inspiration, and guidance to wherever you may be on your health journey. For those who are new to me, I am a kettlebell strength coach, a movement nerd ninja, and an empowerment coach on a mission to bring you hope through our health. The root word of health comes from wholeness. The root word of wholeness comes from holy. Despite our differences with religion and spiritual beliefs, we are all human beings with a body that is designed to reflect this holiness through our health. It wasn't until my seventh year as a health profession where I went into a deep awakening of understanding what does it mean to train my spirit and to heal my spirit through the physical. You'll hear a little bit more about my story from other health professionals, from strength coaches, psychiatrists, spiritual gurus and leaders, to other people who talk about the importance of our health as a community body and the health of our planet as well. This podcast is to allow us to step into our whole health, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you for being here. If you love what you hear, I encourage you to subscribe. If you want more inspiration and quotes from these podcasts, I encourage you to follow me on Instagram at Anna underscore Willard underscore. I encourage you to do a little bit of a movement, either yoga flow, go for a walk, sit in nature as you enjoy this episode. Hey, Strong Ones, welcome to today's show. We have Ella Stanyuk, who is our first international guest from Australia. Now, I love my Aussies. Yeah, I, um, for those who knew during my times I used to water ski, I skied with a lot of Aussies and Aussies are super cool, super fun, lots of energy. Ella is a weight loss wellness mindset coach for women, and I'm super excited to have her on the show. Ella, welcome. Hello. I am so excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your time and this amazing space with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. I, I can feel your energy right now. I'm pumped for, as well. Um, <laughs> now, you are not originally Aussie. You just live there now. That is right. Yes, I am Polish. I moved to Sydney 10 years ago. Okay. Can you share a little bit about your, that transition and why Australia? Right. Yeah, sure. So when I finished high school, I didn't get accepted to medical academy. I mean, let's be honest, academics weren't really my favorite interest when I was a teenager. <laughs> so no surprises there. Uh-huh. And I mean, about 12 years ago in Europe, we have gone through that massive emigration. A lot of um, people would emigrate from Poland and other countries and go to countries like England and uh, Scotland. And I decided to go to Ireland. I had a friend who I worked with in Poland who moved there earlier. So off I went and um, 
I did that actually after one finishing one year of university in Poland. I did public relations, but again, wasn't really my jazz. It wasn't yeah. my game. Um, so I went to Ireland with a friend of mine, um, and then I really didn't do anything productive there. I spent the two years. I mean, what do we do in our 20s? I partied a little bit, just worked as a waitress, didn't, yeah, didn't, I didn't feel like I was achieving much. Mm-hmm. And met a boy, fell in love, and we decided to move to Australia. Yeah. And that love story didn't really go on for, for <laughs> long. I mean... <laughs> Oh, no. I fell in love with, with Sydney straight away. I mean, it is, as you mentioned, it's such an amazing place. And uh, people, are, I just love all these. I mean, so laid back, but also uh, there are so many opportunities here. I feel like it was like that 10 years ago, and it still is. Mm-hmm. Sydney is such a growing and booming and busy city. Yeah. So I came here to Australia to study fitness and I just loved the course. I mean, it, it was such a high energy course. I met people from all over the world. I studied in international college. Once I graduated fitness, I moved on onto doing diploma in sports coaching, met even more people, made amazing friendships. And um, pretty much six months after I um, began my fitness course I started working in fitness industry so I actually have been doing this for nine years so I feel a little bit like a dinosaur in fitness industry <laughs> oh girl I'm right there with you I'm like nine or ten years so we're good <laughs> yeah I just said that you're sometimes one of the oldest personal trainers <laughs> All it's good. pretty cool it's pretty cool um and about three years ago I also graduated um I did a certification in wellness coaching and this is when I really dived in deep into our mindset and why we do what we do. I've always had probably a little bit more passion to working with women. Mm-hmm. And that comes from my personal experience, the way I grew up. And so here I am today, yeah, nine and a half years later, nearly 10, doing what I love doing. And Sydney, I mean, it, it's just amazing. I love this place. I've traveled around Australia. The whole place is beautiful. You have to come. <laughs> I know. I know. You're making me want to buy a ticket right now. <laughs> That's <good>. um, <laughs> now you do a lot of, um, like you said, the mind body connection with your clients. How have you, or what was the time in your life that allowed you to discover that mind body connection um, and also the spiritual connection? I think it's, it's definitely been a journey. Um, I think I was brought up as a Catholic, but I don't think I had the right mindset to exploring my spirituality as a young person. Mm. I, my upbringing was quite tough. I grew up with a, with a father alcoholic and I've watched my mother going through such difficult times, just trying to keep the family together. And my family didn't really practice the spirituality nor healthy lifestyle. Unfortunately, I ended up losing both of my parents as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And my brother, who was only 22 at that time, ended up actually becoming my parent and looking after me. I will be forever grateful Mm -hmm. for what he has done. He's an amazing guy. In saying that, I feel like 
how I dealt with the difficulty at the younger age was kind of thought, well, if spirituality existed or if God existed, all these bad things wouldn't have happened to me. Mm-hmm. So then I went on. And as I said, then I, I, I came to Australia when I was 22 and loved everything. However, the habits that I have or how I lived my life, it, it wasn't really a mindful way of living. So I ended up just absolutely overdoing everything. I trained martial arts. I would go out three, four nights salsa dancing and I would... On the weekends, I would go out even more. And I made so many amazing friendships. I was just like life hungry. Mm. I worked a lot. I had, I've always been busy in my personal training. And then suddenly, I found myself 10 kilograms heavier, having that body that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm. I was exhausted. And then when certain amount of stress came into the picture with organizing my visa, with um, changing workplaces, there was just that add-on emotional stress and lack of stability. Mm-hmm. Things just went really bad. I mean, things just blew out, out, of, out of order completely. And I thought to myself, wow, I, I really, I need to change. I, I think I've naturally always been practicing happy lifestyle. I, my default is to be happy and to appreciate people and and what I have. Uh However, what I didn't know or what I didn't practice was inner peace and balance. Mm. I decided to then be open and be curious. And as my life improved and I noticed that I had so much of greatness in my life, I had beautiful job that I loved I and still do and I lived in this beautiful place Bondi Beach it's one of the most world famous beaches in the world uh-huh. uh, I just felt like I had so much and so, just a lot of everything and I went hold on I just actually started feeling uncomfortable by not paying gratitude to a higher power or mm-hmm. to appreciating to appreciate myself more and I started questioning things like, what is my life purpose? Why do I suddenly have so much where I came from a background of having not enough or maybe going through difficulty? Mm-hmm. How I started questioning, why did I go through that difficult time and suddenly have so much of everything? So I decided to um, read books on spirituality and power of mind and I started listening to podcasts and Mm -hmm. talks by people who overcame difficulties and managed to pretty much create their own life and create their own happiness and their own health. And I became so fascinated in in that topic. I actually have never stopped. Hmm. What I discovered is that we are in full control of our emotional state. We can choose how we feel. We can choose our thoughts. We can choose the habits that we practice. We can choose and create our own inner balance, even if we feel like there is chaos outside of us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. study by slowly, I, somewhere along the lines also, I met my now beautiful husband. Mm-hmm. And this is where I really thought, wow, having such sense of love, 
I, I thought, okay, I've, I've got to, I've got to figure this out. <laughs> and I've study by slowly implemented healthy lifestyle habits. I started meditating. I started being kind to myself rather than overtraining. I um, listened to my body more. And as I decide, as I dived into that pretty much space of silence and mm-hmm. stillness. Mm-hmm. I discovered that I can do so much more by dedicating time to doing less. Mm-hmm. I love what you just said. That you said a lot of like golden nuggets throughout that whole story. So um, a couple of things that jumped out at me, life hungry and how you're living like this, like happy life versus this peaceful life. What are some... Um, I would say, what are some maybe alarms or like red flags for people to to be aware of that they're living more of a happy life versus this peaceful life and like a life hungry aspect for versus being maybe more present? Mm. Now, when I look back at my life, let's say from 10 or six years ago, I think there were a lot of red flags but I also am mindful of the fact that I think I had a distorted definition or sense of time. Mm. I think because I lost my parents at such an early age, Mm -hmm. they were so young when they passed away. I think I subconsciously adopted a mindset that there is not enough time. Therefore I just kept doing, I just kept just doing everything because I thought there's just, not enough time to do everything and we don't know what tomorrow brings. Therefore I should just fill up my time and enjoy it to mm. as much as I can. Now this is not a mindset like this is mm-hmm. not sustainable long-term. Mm-hmm. And I think I had a lot of red, red flags. The first red flag definitely for me was I was just feeling exhausted. Mm-hmm. I think a part of working in fitness industry back in the day was kind of like, well, you just get on with life and do it. I mean, we, we teach people how to be <laughs> driven and right, yeah. how to yeah. push through and, and be strong and be resilient. So I just pushed through. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a different approach to exercise and yeah. what I say to my clients, but I just pushed through it. And even if I felt sleep deprived and my um, concentration levels weren't great, Mm-hmm. I still just got on with schedule and I actually felt really accomplished by the end of the day or the end of the week, knowing how much I have, I have done. That mm-hmm. was silly as well. Certain mm-hmm. times or weeks or months, I felt like I did kind of three people's job. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Massive red flag for me was that sudden weight gain. I mean, I wouldn't recognize myself on the, on the pictures, on the photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I suddenly felt heavy and chunky. Um, now, I think I was, what saved me was the fact that I was very physically fit. I enjoy and enjoyed back in the day physical activity. Mm-hmm. From dance through the martial arts, through to teaching classes, um, different variations, running. I just kind of did it all. So I was like a, I kind of laughed that I was the biggest and my fittest. <laughs> I felt chunky, right? I just I had all these muscles on me, but also just felt heavy. I thought yeah. I just didn't feel like myself. Uh-huh. And that definitely um 
just 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 that feeling of not feeling myself was definitely a big one for me mm-hmm. I didn't like who I saw in the photos I didn't like myself at that body weight even yeah. though I looked fit I just didn't I didn't like it yeah. yeah yeah you bring up a huge topic or point about being enough like how uh the traumatic death of your parents had that planted a seed in your brain of like, there's not enough time. And so you just like, almost like you said, like this life hungry, I just, I got to fit everything in. What advice do you have for the listeners with other that may have some other traumatic experience that causes this? I'm not enough, or there's not enough. Um, to kind of reprogram their brain to understand that there is enough, you are enough, etc. That's right. I think the most important part to understand is that that life that we have, we got given, is so precious. Mm-hmm. And I believe that every single and each of us is here on purpose mm-hmm. on this earth. I like to say that there are we, we want to focus on things that we can control mm-hmm. and we could let go of things that we cannot control. Now, our lifetime or, or how we exit that lifetime is not always in our control. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and I feel for me, it was, I, I needed to understand that well, sadly, we all die one day, but at the same time, it's so amazing that we are, have this lifetime to do whatever that is that we want to do. Mm-hmm. And I know with different types of trauma, um, overcoming those issues is, is, is not easy. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage the listeners to get help and whatever that th- there is that works for the person. Mm-hmm. Spiritual healing um, meditation mentor, uh, a therapist, whatever that is, talking to a friend, whatever that is, I think it's important that we reach out for help when we feel that that we're drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, the sense, for me, the sense of time, yes, was distorted. And it's when I understood that everything happens with, at the perfect time. Everything happens at the perfect place. I, I did a lot of mental and spiritual work to to really believe that every single person who I meet, I meet for a reason. Mm. Every single minute of a day, I find myself at a perfect place. And we can, I've done it. And I know that we are capable of transforming some of the most difficult experiences into something really powerful, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. For me, it was um, overcoming my parents' death at, at, at such a young age. Mm-hmm. I am now so passionate about teaching women, teaching people that factor of self-love, self-worth, and practicing ba- basic daily, simple daily habits that yeah. improve our life. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we can only do our best mm-hmm. every single day. And if you know you have done your best and you have came from a place of love towards yourself and others, then you are winning at the end of the day. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Um, Some of the other things you talked about, how would you define um, mindset 
versus spirituality? And then how would you define spirituality? I'm just curious about that. Yeah, I think there is, for me, there is a slight difference between the two. I think uh-huh. mindset is whatever you set your mind on to, right? So mindset is the area where we place our focus. So mm-hmm. we, generally speaking, we say there is mindset, there is positive and negative. You can either focus on the positive and choose positive thoughts and search for positive in your life mm-hmm. or you can do the opposite. I don't even want to talk about negative. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel spirituality is a connection to something greater than than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I know that in between different religions, there is a big dispute of what, you know, what is that better or what is is the one and only truth. I I don't dive into those conversations. Mm -hmm. I believe that whatever spirituality means for one, we need to respect whatever that means for me. I hope that other people will respect. For me personally, mindset is the choice of your thoughts, of your focus. Mm -hmm. Spirituality is the sense of connection to the divine, to your God, to whatever that is that you decide, to your universe, whatever that is that you decide to connect with. Mm -hmm. This true sense of connection and belonging. I love how you define the two of the mindset and the spirituality. And I think the connection is so spot on. I'm just like, we are, you know, we, we want this longing of connection with other people. I mean, when I hopped on the call, I was super excited to just even see you for the first time. And there's that instant connection. Um, I was going somewhere with this and it, then it escaped me. It's oh, I, it's, it came back. Here we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love how you also and appreciate what you say about the different aspects of religion. And I go back to the concept of like, you exercise possibly very different than the way I exercise, but you're doing what's honoring and true to your body. And I'm doing what's true and honoring to my body. And the fitness aspect of our trainings may be completely different but we're honoring our body, the health of our body, this, you know, the fundamental ways of keeping it it fit and strong, however we want to go about that. And I think if we look at that point with like religion as well, like if people feel connected in a certain religion or a group, and then that works for them, great, you know, and not trying to figure out like, what's better or what's worse, uh, you know, and even in the fitness industry, sometimes it can be like, well, this way is the hot, like, this is the way that you need to exercise. And whereas there's so many vast amounts of ways of keeping the body healthy and different goals with everything like that. So keeping that mindset and that perspective, just like you said, with religion has really helped me kind of see how other people may choose to worship or find that connection spiritually through different types of religion. So I appreciate how you bring that into play with going into the spirituality of struggle. And I don't know if you mentioned this, but I have it down in my notes of like God allowing bad things. Uh, What, how do I form this into a question? What's the importance of struggle in our spiritual walk? Mm. 
I think struggle is a, it's nearly a necessary part to us diving deeper and deeper into our spirituality slash connection. Mm. It also, I feel that a struggle plays, plays a very important role in our life, mm-hmm. not only in spiritual, but also in how we build and grow our resilience and grit levels. Now, when it comes to spirituality, there, there are so many amazing people out there right now in the world who have, as I, as I mentioned earlier, transformed some of this most difficult struggles, difficult situations into a vehicle to now help other people. Mm-hmm. And we can look at it from so many different aspects. I, I mean, there are people who have overcome addictions and now help others to overcome addictions. There are people who um, dealt with, oh my gosh, there, there is so much. I want, I want to now say it all. There are people who, for example, have grown up without parents and now are amazing parents to their children. Mm-hmm. Or there are uh, people who achieve, achieve amazing sport mm-hmm. um, achievements and um, really lead the path even in different sport disciplines for for others. And this is where we draw our inspiration from them. Mm -hmm. I feel like it is is so, so important. For me, definitely, it brought that. I think it gave me the contrast when things were really bad and it just felt, it just felt crap at the time. Mm. And then when things slowly started improving, the contrast for me was a really deciding and significant factor to explore spirituality. Mm. I really started questioning, wow, how can, I mean, our life can really change within a second, within a a month, a year, five years, Mm. for good and for bad. Mm. Again, not only we can, not always we can control that, but I think it definitely that aspect of good and bad or in spirituality mm-hmm. is, is that so we can appreciate it more. I also say that about emotions. Bad emotions are there to mm. direct us onto figuring out, okay, this is not comfortable. How do I maneuver and go into comfortable? Mm-hmm. definitely the contrast struggle struggle is important yeah and also good news here when we overcome struggles we become more confident mm-hmm. that we can overcome obstacles yeah. and it does build that resilience levels mm-hmm. really important yeah i love that um what were some of the questions that you questioned yourself or the world or universe when you're kind of going through um, that process of understanding spirituality and seeing the contrast with like the heartache or heartache and hardship, and then seeing how amazing and beautiful your life is. I think one of the main questions, once I found myself in this beautiful part of the world, surrounded by so much goodness, I I really started questioning, why do I have so much now? Mm. sometimes I just felt so grateful that the tears would come up to my eyes and I I, I still get myself to such high state of gratitude where Mm. I thought 
wow. Um, it, it's, I, feel like, I feel like it's a true gift to feel like there is so much, that there's mm. plenty. Mm. So one of the main questions, I think number one question definitely would be, what, what's the reason behind me having so much now? Mm. And then the second question right behind it would be, what can I do with it? How can I use it to either my advantage or to a greater purpose? Mm -hmm. How can I use this experience? Mm -hmm. I feel like, yes, this, this would, I, I, questioned, I questioned that once things were really, really good. I thought, wow, what am I supposed to do with this? Mm. And I kept asking these questions. Well, yeah. what do I do with this now? Yeah. Why me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. What type of, um, it's interesting. I find it that it was, it almost seems like it was your, the goodness that life was bringing you that almost woke you up where sometimes mm. you hear a lot of stories of people gone through the heartache or a really hard, you know, hit that rock bottom. And that's what woke them up. And I know you shared your story of the aspect of seeing yourself in pictures and not being happy with yourself with the physique and everything. But it really seems like it was the joy and the beauty that really brought you to this state. Is that right? Yeah, it is right. It is right. I felt that I had so much, mm -hmm. but it nearly, as I said, it became uncomfortable that I wouldn't pay my gratitude to a logical something. Yeah. And I'm so glad you said that because I, you're, as you're writing, I didn't get a chance to write that down. Can you share more about that time of like why you felt you needed to pay gratitude for that? Yeah. I, I even remember about two years ago when I um, my husband, now husband, at that yeah. time fiance, proposed to me and we started slowly planning our wedding. And I remember talking, chatting to a friend and I just, even two years ago, I remember saying to her, you know, there is, there must, there must be, there is so much more. I know that. Mm. And kind of my, my, my opinion is that it, there, there is just one divine and there is just, there is that big spiritual power. I just think that as a society, we call it differently. Right. Uh, <laughs> it differently. I, I believe it's, it, it's one. And I remember getting a little bit teary and I, and I said to her, it is mind blowing how much goodness one can have. Mm. I said to her, sometimes I just feel that little in a positive way mm. that I would have just so much coming from different areas of my life, my career, my love life. And I think also for me, the love that I have for my husband, I've never experienced such mature, strong love to anybody else. Mm. I was in love before, mm. but I didn't have the mature maturity in the past to really feel it and leave it and breathe it and really feel that strong love. Yeah. So can you go into that a little bit more about this concept of being in love versus being loved and loving others? 
Yeah, sure. I think um, <laughs> I think I was very lucky. All my previous boyfriends, partners, who um, I had what I perceived as meaningful meaningful connections with, right? Mm-hmm. They were all good people, mm-hmm. really good men from good families. Um, how I see it now is that they had more of that emotional compass to give me the true love. I loved them to the best of my abilities. Mm. I just think that considering what I have gone through as a young person, I really had to grow up and figure my life out to be able to love them back the same way they love me. Mm. That's why I think I I love them too. I love them. I did. Mm-hmm. But there is a big significant difference, I think, between much, my maturity levels and how I can fully give love to my husband and care for him. Mm-hmm. I just love who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. We even said that to each other before. I just really like who he, he I love who he is as a person. Yeah. I love his personality, who he is, how he feels to me, how he makes me feel, how he makes me love. And it, yeah, I feel like it, it is a big difference. I think this is my experience. I think some, I think there are young people who can experience that connection at much younger age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it kind of happened later on around the age of 27. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Maybe, maybe for some people it happens in later stages of their yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think people can be in love with their career and not love their career? Do you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, can yes. they, can, there, can people be in love with a concept in life versus actually loving it? Well, there is a difference in between maybe what we say to ourselves on repeat and the difference between maybe really feeling it. Mm. I am really passionate about what I do and I love my clients. I love people who I work with and I really entertain what I can achieve, my vision in in a future where I'm heading. But do I think it's the same love as I give to my husband? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand there's like different types of loves. Similar to how I asked like this concept of like in love do you think people can be in love with like an idea or think that they um this may be stretching it the like love themselves versus this concept of in love i'm using quotes type of thing can there be a mis concept or misunderstanding of what love is with this idea of being in love versus actually loving throughout different parts and areas in life i think how my perception of it would be that it would be just the sense of really truly how you feel about what you do so i think when you're when you really love what you do you will feel a true sense of connection to what you do if it's your career for example mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not sure if if in love or really loving. I'm not sure what that really means. The dif- the difference. 
Well, I, I, do you think with like being in love with an idea or like a career, uh, there's no true genuine connection? I think to be in love with anything, if it's your career or anything else, you need to have a true con true connection. I do. Uh, yeah, I, I was just kind of seeing if there would be a difference of like actually being in love versus like loving, where it seemed like. Yeah, I know. I know what yeah, you're. Really, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just curious. I I I think it's a. It could be a very personal thing, and I think. Uh -huh. Every single person will explain it differently. Yeah. For myself, I feel like as soon as I started working in fitness industry, I was just in love with it. I just like couldn't get enough of it. And I, that's how it felt to me. Right. Yeah. I was connected to it and I am connected to it. If right. it wasn't for that, I think you and I wouldn't be doing it for that long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? It's true. <laughs> It's very true. Um, speaking of work, um, I know a lot of clients that I work with um, find their worth from working and overworking um, and stretching themselves to the max. And with being in the fitness industry, sometimes we can be right on that same bandwagon and of work in the grind. What advice do you have of self-worth and balance with work that, that I think when it comes to balance in between the lifestyle and work I'm yet to figure that out <laughs> but when getting better and better at it every single year yeah but I think self do you mean self-work at work or self-work with our work if it's physical? Um, self-worth. Um, so a lot of people find their worth through their work. Through their work, yes. And so they'll stretch themselves to the max to fulfill their self-worth. What advice do you have for people to know their worth without overworking? Right, I know what you mean because it is so easy to dive into that space of working, especially if that makes you feel really good because right. you're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, guilty. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I think my my best advice that I could give to a person who finds themselves loving what they do yet overdoing what they do. Mm -hmm is to really spend time in silence, meditation, or any form of mindfulness so they can really figure out what, are, what do they really need to do to still feel high level of self-worth, mm -hmm. yet not completely overworking. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, I think that's the best starting point. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we come to a conclusion that our self-worth manifests ourselves in other areas of our life, not just work. Mm. And I think, for me at least, I needed to spend significant time in my meditation to really connect to my true self and with what I want to do long term. At the end of the day, doesn't matter how great we feel about ourselves doing what we do, if it's not sustainable long term, 
-hmm. every few months we're going to burn out and then we don't feel good about ourselves mm -hmm. we actually feel a sense of uh, failure mm -hmm. when we cannot keep going at the level that we want to keep going on mm -hmm. so if you if you we are looking at long-term game definitely we need to figure out what our game plan is mm -hmm. in order to fulfill that self-worth doing what we love doing mm -hmm. so we set clear boundaries in place when it comes to our career um, we have long-term plan if it's three months six months one year when it comes to our career that aligns with our personal goals mm -hmm. This could be this could be some tips I think that I have yeah. applied. No, I can only talk from my personal experience. Yeah, no, those are great. I love it. Those are so good. Um, this this is totally random. What's your favorite exercise? My favorite exercise. Oh, you just killed me! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, just one. Just or do you one. Mean type of exercise. Uh, type. Yeah. I think thing? my favorite and the most kind of hobby that gives me goosebumps was dance and I've done it on and off throughout my whole life mm -hmm. different forms of dance I think that that's what really yeah tickles my excitement and gets me going and yeah. when I hear the music I kind of can't stop myself but you know <laughs> wiggle the shoulders and <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely dance. I love it. And where do you feel the spiritual connection with dance? I think it depends on the form of dance, but just the dance is such a different form of exercise than let's say uh, weightlifting right. or running mm -hmm. or anything else that we do. In dance, you can be very fluid. You can really let your body go and you can allow your body to just be in that space and be aligned with a sense of rhythm. Music comes hand in hand with, with dance. I think there is a huge sense for me, a huge sense of freedom and creativity and just going with the flow and um, just really letting go. Mm. Yeah. And if it was dance based on choreography or partner dance uh -huh. like salsa or bachata or merengue i think for me the sense of freedom and just being and letting go without i find myself in a space of really being in a moment yeah in dance that's so cool i uh the listeners know i've done a series of healing dance classes and i love what you just said of how dance allows you and gives you the freedom to be in that flow and yeah. that's one of the things i have found with exercise um it is it can be a little rigid um some of my mentors i've talked to them about how i've gone through my exercise routines or um the struggle of me sitting in class and they're like you're such a dancer i'm like <laughs> I am. <laughs> so I slowly have explored this side of me, um, and it's been so much fun. I can totally relate to everything you're saying. I have no background in dance at all. I'm more most of my background's in the sports field, but there is such a beautiful essence where you get to be so fully present with your body in the moment 
with dance where I haven't found, there has been a lot of exercise routines or movements that have brought that to me, but not the fluidity of it as much as dance. There's, there's something about the fluidity, but then also I have found that there's also like a polarity of like this push pull within um, oneself with dancing. Do you have anything to add to that or have you experienced that as well with dance? Push and pull. Yeah. That's polarity. I think definitely. I mean, let's say when I was in high school, uh, a couple of girls and myself, we competed in that inter, I think, state level school uh, dance competition amongst different high schools. So when we learned choreography, for me, that was more of a push movement when you had to stretch your body to uncomfortable, uh, to a comfortable level, or we did certain movements that were very new. Learning new movements sometimes can be, can have that sense of a push. Now, mm-hmm. when you do a choreography over and over, over and over, it becomes, it, hello? Oh, hello. there you are. <laughs> it becomes, then it becomes more, fluid I feel more effortless Mm. and you because you've repeated you've kept repeating the movement over and over again yeah kind of find yourself just letting go and doing your thing right I love it for me in partner dancing when I go out oh go ahead no keep talking and I did social dance with a partner then the when the partner leads the dance and I had to follow I just found it exciting because I stepped from my day shoes of being that independent woman who's always leading the way Mm -hmm. to then following a dance partner who quite frankly when I would go out social dance dancing I wouldn't always know the men who I would dance with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yet we would find our flow our fluidity in there and it's it's really exciting. Yes, there's definitely push and pull. Cool. Fun. Have you found any exercise that almost mimics that fluidity with dance at all? So when I trained my Brazilian martial arts capoeira for three years, uh-huh. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's based also there are so many different components to it. There is, there are a few people playing Brazilian instruments and then there is a rhythm that the whole group in circle form formation, there is a rhythm that is um, created by clapping. There, oh, is, cool. there are two people playing the sport, playing capoeira with the rhythm, with the music. Uh-huh. And I mean, it is a dangerous sport. I mean, I, I got kicked in the head a few times, but just that factor that we would sing and nearly predict each other's movements. Mm. Uh, there is a component of acrobatics in there. I think that's what mimics for me the most of that flow, mm-hmm. fluidity, that sport. Mm-hmm. It's not one exercise. It was a combination of yeah. beautiful sport. Uh-huh. Do you um, find yourself trying... Um almost creating that same fluidity when you do your exercise routines at all? Or is it more of that rigid or regimen type of? Probably recently more of a regimen. But Uh, I must say the longer I go without any form of dance, Uh the more I miss 
that it's like eventually I already said it said it out loud a few times that I'm going to go back to dance. Yeah. Um, so now it's official because it's online and what's online. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just feel like it, it is a missing component in my physical mm. element of well-being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, definitely missing it. Yeah. So, yeah. At the moment, it is more of a structure and yeah. of a push. So it's time to pull it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you think everyone's a dancer? Or has a dancing dancer inside? I think them? everyone should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> so liberating. I mean, um. So, because when I first, uh, I think my first dance class that I had, I was so nervous just to be seen, like to see to have someone see my body move without any structure. What advice do you have for people who are getting into dance where they? dancer or had any type of that experience I would give that person exactly the same advice just as I would give to anybody else who worries about what other people say Uh, stuff what other people think and say I mean (laughs) we really need to focus more on what we want to do Mm -hmm. and how we want to feel because do you know what at the end of the day people who want to talk about you will talk about you and if you cared about everything what other people say you would become really busy and probably unhappy person Mm -hmm. just let go enjoy the moment and get on the dance floor and shake the booty (laughs) (laughs) that's too good uh any other advice um or knowledge or wisdom that you would like to share for the listeners i would just encourage the listeners to allow themselves to be who they really are in core to be curious and explore what is it in life that really gives them true happiness Mm. and i know that exercise healthy lifestyle in any way can be an amazing vehicle to really discover ourselves if it's different form of exercise or healthy eating or meditation or spending time with great friends and doing healthy activities, playing social sport is an amazing, amazing vehicle to really create happiness in our life. But also, if we don't know what makes us happy in that current moment to figure that out, I think it is really, really, really important. Our society goes through some of the highest stress stress levels we have ever had a lot of the times we play our place our focus on areas that are negative and unnecessary there is way too much anger judgment lack of respect amongst us and i just feel if we all do that our little bit and focus on coming from a place of love giving love i'm sure we will also be able to receive it then the world will be a happier place Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, It's been a joy having you on the show and I can't wait to meet you in person. Um, So this is my 
here we go. Put it on the internet, right? Uh, we'll see when I get my plane ticket to go down to Australia. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have to come and stay with us. It, we, I we, love it. So close to the beach, you're going to you're going to love it. Do Thank you, you surf? so much. Do you surf? Well, hold, hold your horses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I swim. <laughs> That's too good. There are sharks in the water. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are sharks everywhere no, i'm kidding I've, I've never really managed um to to surf but um we've done kayaking and other water sports i yeah, mean yeah honestly sky is a limit everybody else does it so there is no reason why y- uh, you couldn't do it <laughs> i just started getting into the sport so that's why i ask <laughs> nice <laughs> awesome all right well thank you again for being on the show and um making time what time is it there for you right now oh thank you so much for sharing your time with me oh today. yeah it is now 125 125 and we are um your day ahead right yeah 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 so it's friday I'm speaking into the future right now. <laughs> oh no, and I'm speaking to the past. <laughs> Don't worry, it's all good. It's all good. All right. I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> Listeners, thank you so much for joining in. If you liked this episode, make sure you share it out with your family and friends. And if you are enjoying this show, make sure you give it the five stars on iTunes and a comment below. It'll help grow the community and grow the show. Other than that, I'll be back next week here. Peace and out.